which is pretty pretty cool. So uh, I'm really enjoying that. I've also been putting a lot of time into Dark Souls, Dark Souls three, and I I just I don't know how I feel about it. I like Dark Souls three because I can jump in and just immediately get into like some good action, but I just don't think I like the mechanics of how the game progresses. I think I, I actually like Remnant from the Ashes the way they do it more. I don't like how in Dark Souls, when you die, you lose progress. I, I, I think for a game built around death, punishing the player for dying is frustrating to me. And I don't like that, especially when the game goes out of its way to make the, the deaths very unfair for your first playthrough. Um. You know, if you're if you're gonna have something that the player gets punished for, I think it needs to be on a fair playing ground. And when you've got enemies that are like ambushing you and stuff that you have no way to know that they're there, um, that's 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 very frustrating to me. So I do like the action in the game. I like the the RPG elements in the game, but there's that giant glaring flaw for me personally i know people uh love it but i have killed the first two bosses i'm on the road to sacrifice right now so i don't know, I don't know if i'm gonna keep playing or not but now seth i do have another question for you i don't know if you had talked about this on the podcast since then but i know you beat doki doki literature club oh yeah i did i, I want to hear your that. thoughts I'm obsessed with Doki. I can't tell you anything because it's gonna ruin it for literally anybody who listens. And like, now you know exactly what I mean when yeah. I can't tell you, but you'll know. Yeah, I I'm obsessed with Doki Doki, dude. Like, that is that was the perfect thing for me to jump into based on like my my interests and stuff because it goes so deep, Elijah. It goes so yes. deep. Yes, it does. And, and and you are right. Once you get past those four hours or, or whatever, it just gets insane. And man, I I love looking back at at a Doki Doki Literature Club, and they're still finding things because Doki Doki Plus that came out. Awesome! You got to play Doki Doki. I know. I really want to. And Seth, did you play it on PC? Is that how you played it? Yes, he played yes. the free one, which yeah. is the one I recommend. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to ask because. I might just download it and jump into it if if the the free one is the one to play first. Yes. Um, For reasons I can't tell you, Seth knows exactly what it is. You have to play the free one. Like there's there is an element to that game that you don't get with the new one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's not like. I don't know how to explain it. It's not what it appears at first. And then it's not what it appears at at second. It's only until you go digging into the game. And like, like so here, here's what I recommend. Play through Doki Doki. Get through the, the four or five endings. It'll, it'll only take you maybe five or six hours. And then go watch the two game theory episodes about Doki Doki Literature Club. And realize that you have no idea what this game's about. <laughs> <laughs> until you watch those game theory episodes. And now with Doki Doki Plus, I think you just came out with two more. But the original two, and then the, the newer ones of game theory. And then you'll be like, oh, okay. So 
this this is this, this isn't where I thought it was originally at all. And it's it's so hard to talk about without completely yeah. spoiling it. But it's probably the coolest gaming experience, the most unique gaming experience I've ever had. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's really really cool. There is a reason I don't recommend. Like I will recommend this to anybody because it is so wild and so interesting and without spoiling anything, you can't actually tell anybody about it because it spoils it. Once you get, if somebody spoils a sense of what happens, then a lot of the game kind of crumbles because you're like, Oh, I already get the gist in that. Um, because if you were to go back and play it again, you would start noticing things a lot earlier. But if you know beforehand, then you start piecing them together faster. I'm like, oh, okay. And it kind of ruins it. Yeah. So I can't actually tell anybody what this game is like, but I recommend it to everyone because it's wild. Well, and it's good too with, with Plus. I mean, obviously that's a, you know, you have to pay for that, but it's good too that anyone can play it for free. I mean, it's, it's just a free download. Mm-hmm. So. Right. What were you going to say, Seth? It's, I would say, it is unfortunate that you, you do need to take four or so hours to really get into the story progression. Um, but also, here's the thing. Don't play it on a controller because the controller support is terrible. Yeah, do not play it on a controller. Yeah, you got to play it with a mouse and keyboard. Nice. But yeah, yeah I, I highly recommend it. I think anybody that loves deep like lore and stuff would love the Kidoki literature book. Exactly. Not exactly what it appears on surface <laughs> and I love it. Oh but other than that I've been playing Final Fantasy 14. Getting my hey, you know, nice. getting my paladin up. I'm at level 53 for my paladin. Getting prepared for Endwalker because that's the featured class. So you know gotta gotta rock the paladin Endwalker. Uh having a blast naturally doing that but yeah, and pretty much just playing Dark Souls and Trails of Cool Steel. Very nice. Austin, what about yourself? What have, uh, what's been on your gaming palette lately? So, I'm trying to think. It's been a couple weeks since I've been on, so I don't know how much I, I missed out on, on talking about. But I, I did dig a little more into um, Monster Hunter Stories, too. I'm, I'm kind of falling off of it at the moment because I'm focusing on another game for reasons. But uh, that game's really good. I really like it so far. I didn't ever play the first one, so I don't really know how it compares, but um, I'm enjoying it. My only concern is because it's like a 100-hour RPG. I don't know if I'm ever going to finish it, but we'll see. Um, and I, I did want to quickly talk about Flight Simulator because that came out, I think, in the time frame where I was on last on yes, uh, Series X. Right. And uh, that was part of the reason I bought my Series X was for Flight Sim and for uh, Forza Horizon 5 this fall. And I love it so far. I love Flight Sim. I, I played a bit of, I forget what the version was on PC that was released in like the mid 2000s, but uh, I used to play that somewhat frequently. And this one just looks so cool from the start because it has the entire world in the game. Like you can go literally to anywhere in, in, on the planet. And because um, it uses like Bing maps and some like GIS data and it's pretty interesting, but I'm digging it so far. I really want to buy a flight stick for it because controller is fine, but it's like when you want to make small kind of calculations with the analog stick, it's kind of hard to do sometimes. So 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that game. It's, it's really, really fun. And it's, it's kind of get me just, it, it's something fun to relax to and, um, just kind of chill out. And, you know, like for example, one of the first things I did was like fly over where I live and just kind of look around at, from the sky and see what all was down there. And it was just kind of a neat, neat experience. So that's awesome. But the main game I've been playing the past, not even a week, it's probably only been like four or five days, is Avengers on PS5. And Seth and I had talked about it at one point, jumping into it, until I found out that like the single player is entirely, well, the campaign rather, is entirely single player. And so um, I was going to hold off for a bit, but then they announced that there's uh, double XP for like, the next month or so until I September 2nd, I believe. Yeah. So with the, uh, with black Panther, the, that expansion coming out, the war for Wakanda expansion coming out in a, in a couple weeks, I think next week. Oh, is it next week? Cool. 17th. Awesome. Um, with that coming out and with the double XP, I thought, you know what? I might as well just jump into it and level my characters up and try and get through this. And I am, I want to say maybe, a little less than halfway through the campaign, maybe closer to like a third of the way through the campaign. But uh, it's it's awesome. <laughs> I actually really like it so far. And I'm really surprised um, because I played the beta, you know, whenever it was two years ago, a year and a half ago. I don't even know how long the game's been out at this point, but I played the beta for probably an hour and I just didn't like it. I didn't like how the game played and just wasn't really impressed with it. and you know, looking back on it, I think it might have just been kind of like the public perception. I mean, everyone was so negative on that game, but now like going into it, knowing the feedback and knowing what people think about it, I actually really like the way it plays. I really like the the uh, story in the game. It's surprisingly good. I was kind of shocked by that. Um, just does some stuff with like some Marvel properties that we haven't really seen done, you know, touched recently as far as like MCU stuff, like it, it deals with aim and MODOK and just some pretty cool kind of, um, again, like content that, that hasn't really been brought up to the mainstream audiences yet. And so I'm enjoying it on that front, but it's just a, it's, it's really good. I'm probably, I've probably played seven or eight hours and I'm definitely going to keep moving, moving forward with it. And some of that time was we played together last night yep and that that's just a really fun game to play with friends yeah i mean i still wish that the single player was co-op but yeah um you know elijah and i just chilled out for a couple hours and and played through some missions and you know it's it's not mindless but it's you don't have to focus on it to the point that like you can't really talk and you're so focused on the game and i really like it for that and um, it was kind of fun to just kind of go through and do do these missions together and, and level up because we leveled up like crazy. I mean, I think I leveled oh, yeah. up maybe I was like level six. And I think by the time we were done playing, I was level 15 or 16, which is, and is pretty good. You played as Hulk for a mission or two as well. Yeah. even In there. Yeah. And leveled him up a little. Yeah. Yeah. So the leveling up is just beautiful right now. But like you said, it, it's the perfect game because it's not mindless, but you can talk with friends and kind of you can strategize but it's not like you need to pay super close attention to what's going on and such it it is just a great game to play with friends are you guys yeah. playing on ps4 yeah ps5 
Well, yeah, but they're they're cross play. Cross so. play, yeah, that's right. So if you jump into it, Seth, I mean, honestly, it it would be yeah. a, a good time. My biggest problem is that there's no characters in the game that I really care about at all. Yeah, that, I get that's it. my biggest thing. Like like Spider Man is my favorite character, of course, but he's not even in there right now. And then like 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 Hawkeye, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I mean, I'm I've so far I've only technically unlocked in the single player uh Kamala, obviously, Hulk, and then Iron Man are the only three I have so far. But no, I get it cuz it's like the it's the aside from Kamala it's and I guess it's the uh, MCU. Yeah. Uh yeah, like Kate Bishop's in there, but both her and Kamala are coming to the MCU soon, so uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember when the Miss Marvel show is coming yeah. out, but Hawkeye is in like three months. Yep. So, yep. But, but yeah, no, I, I get that complaint, but I Hon- um... honestly, it was the same way for me for the longest time. I didn't start playing this game until one of the Hawkeyes was out. Yeah. Until Kate Bishop came out. That's when I started playing. I just dude, you, like, like, you know, what's so weird is that ma- the Marvel movies have sucked all of my joy of superheroes right out of me because of how like how much there has been in the last decade and a half it's been about a decade and a half right yeah yeah 2007 Uh, i think or six or seven was when iron man came out it's just it's just non-stop man it's always the next biggest movie or show and it's constantly advertised and pushed down our throats and I'll be honest, I don't I don't do anything with superheroes anymore. I don't read any comics. I don't play the, any games. I don't like watch any shows. And it's weird because that was such a huge part of my life for the longest time. And now I'm like, I don't I don't want anything to do with it, dude. Honestly, that's why uh, the Suicide Squad was such a breath of fresh air to me, because it didn't feel like all these other comic book like superhero movies that yeah. are out. and. As someone who I also have been getting super superhero fatigued and it I was able to relax in that film so much more than any other superhero movie I've watched in a long time. And that includes uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League, which I loved. But by the end of that, I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to watch this again. No, I actually agree with you on that. And and I still love the MCU. I mean, I, I absolutely adore the MCU and I still keep up with it. But Suicide Squad, for sure, like. I Seth, I know you <laughs> I know you don't give this the slightest crap about the Suicide Squad, but I do actually think you would like that movie because it doesn't feel like a superhero movie to me at all. It, it it was kind of more of an action kind of like comedy type type film. And I thought it actually worked really well. I I think I might know the best thing to say to get Seth's interest in it. Margot Robbie naked. No. Then you're wrong. The constant <laughs> back and forth between John Cena and Idris Elba. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that, it, was, it was some good stuff. That might be a, a solid number two, but I mean a solid number two. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's only there's only one number one thing. I'm I'm sorry. She has her clothes on the whole time. Yeah. Crap. She does wear a nice red dress though. Yeah, I saw that because everyone's using that thumbnail for her doing the, the key trick with her toes. She, and I just she, keep seeing... she found it on a porch in Pennsylvania in a box. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was a Bulbasaur dress. <laughs> Fun story. That key trick wasn't a stunt double. 
they were going to get one, but Margot Robbie was like, no, I can do that, and just did it herself. Yeah, well, I, I keep seeing people in comments about that saying that Garamel Del Toro would love that, and I don't understand why people are... Does he have, like, a famous foot fetish or something? I don't know, <laughs> oh my God. but I'm curious now. I've, I've been I shouldn't seeing, be, but I am. I've been seeing that everywhere, dude, and I don't know, I don't know why. It's really weird. It um, might just be the contortionism, because I could see, like, Guillermo Del Toro monsters just be, like, I don't know. moving in weird ways or such. I also can't believe I just used the word contortionism, and I don't know <laughs> if it's real or not, but it is now. It, it, sounded, okay. it sounded legit to me. I don't, know. I don't I don't want to, like, derail this conversation, but I know we're already on, like, a good, like, kind of pivot point. Uh, so, to, today, Idris Elba was cast as Knuckles. Oh, yeah. So I love the, it so The second much. Sonic film, and... I, and that's got to be like one of the best castings of all time. Yeah, that is cool. I don't know how it's going to work, but I love it. Coach, are, do you? what do you think about Idris Elba being cast as Knuckles in Sonic it's the Hedgehog? It's Kyle Newman! <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a, I mean, I, I kind of don't really care. I didn't see the first one, so. Okay. Well, yeah. you should. You should see it was the pretty first good. one. It's actually a really good movie. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I saw Suicide last night. Ooh, we were, were just talking, talking about, about that. that. What'd, What'd you think? think? <laughs> All right, Austin. <laughs> it took a little while for me to really get into it. The part with Harley in the mansion, you know, um, that's when I really started to get into it when she started to strut her stuff. It was so, that part was so good. Oh. God. And I like the shout out to her old uh, original costume, I think. Um, where it has the, do you see her tattoo? Yep. Yeah. So coach, why, why were you so quiet the first 21 minutes? Yeah. Can no, we didn't I, talk up? What do you mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you were here the whole time. You just didn't say anything. So I just didn't have anything to say. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> didn't even introduce you. <laughs> and introducing the fourth member, the coach. I'm trying to think of the, the, the oh, hot rod coach i i it's hard to do a nickname when his nickname his name is a nickname actually fun fact um my son's gonna be moving back to uh dallas fort worth so we're trying to get it to where we can teach at the same school and then he and i coach together that'd be very sweet yeah That's awesome. that'd be awesome also the next time i see you in person i'm just gonna sit i i've got to say the hello newman because I never have. Never heard that before. Really? Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Of course Fair enough. Have. This is fascinating. This is the Fair best enough. podcast we've ever done. So while you were here the whole time, Coach, what have you been playing lately? I haven't played a game in like over two weeks. So I don't know. All right. Anything. Thanks, Coach. Yes. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so I have... I. I finally platinumed Scarlet Nexus, which I adore that game so much. Uh, At the very end, I had to do a little level grinding to get that final trophy, but there's a super easy way to grind out like 20 levels in two hours. So I just kind of did that like an hour a night for two nights and got that plat. That game is so good. Uh, it'll, It'll definitely do the Bandai Namco come down half price in a couple months. But when it does it, I highly recommend it. I I just had so much fun. I love the story, love the characters, 
and I'm I'm still like sitting here like I wish it wasn't over. Maybe I'll get the PS4 version so I can get another platinum. <laughs> Means I would gladly play it again. Uh, other than that, I have been continuing Final Fantasy 14. I'm just about done with patch 3.2 uh, in the Dragon Song War, and there have been so many times where I've been playing lately where I'm like, is this story as good as I remember? And then I play for like an hour and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Story's fantastic. Uh, but other than I'm that, surprised you remember what's going on, to be honest with you. You've made uh, six hours of story progress in seven years. So. About five years, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see where that was going to go. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But I remember it all. Uh, but the only other thing I've been playing is one of my three backlog games that I am so glad I have a walkthrough basically on speed dial on my phone at all times. Ninja Gaiden Sigma for PS Vita. There are so many times I've been playing that where I'm like, what do I do? And it's like, you need to be in this room. Okay, yeah, I get that. But what do I do? And I have to go look at them like, oh, I need to do these four things in this specific order that the game doesn't tell you about in any way, shape or form. So you're supposed to just kind of guess they exist. All right, cool. Uh, Like, I'm enjoying it overall, but the game is kind of wearing on me. Thankfully, I'm close. I'm not going to say close-ish to the end, but I'm a little over two thirds of the way through it. But which one is it? uh, The first one, uh, Sigma. And it's a it's a fun game, but I cannot play two for a while. I'm go- I'm gonna need a Ninja Gaiden break. So those were released on the like Xbox, PS2, right? Uh, Ninja Gaiden Black was on the Xbox. Then two and three were on the uh, or 360 and or yes. Two and three were just on the 360, and then Ninja Gaiden 3, Razor's Edge, which is Ninja Gaiden 3, but with, like, more content, and I guess it, like, fixed a lot of the problems that 3 had, because 3 apparently was, like, really bad beforehand, but Razor's Edge actually made it pretty decent. Um, That came out on Wii U 360 and PS3, so I'm going to play 1 and 2 on Vita. And then Razor's Edge on PS3. I feel like no game has ever been re-released more than Ninja Gaiden. Resident Evil 4. I don't know. Uh, Have you looked at these numbers? Are we forgetting Skyrim, Seth? It's not even close, dude. It's not even close. There's there's like Ninja Gaiden. There's like Ninja Gaiden Black. There's like Ninja Gaiden Sigma. And then they've been released like multiple times on each, each system. And I just feel like it's always coming out. I think there's enough copies of Resident Evil 4 released to match all of the Ninja Gaiden releases together. Yeah, but Resident Evil 4 sucks. Who cares? And all the uh, E.T. Atari cartridges that are in the landfill. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they try to find them? Like, like, like two they years did. Yeah, they did yeah, a they documentary did. on yeah. it. That was, the, that was the one and only like movie or something that was on the Xbox One app. 
Yeah. It was just that documentary where they went to the <laughs> landfill and it was about 45 minutes from here, I think, or a couple hours maybe, but that's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. Well, because like uh major Nelson was like one of the yeah. hosts or something of oh, the yeah, documentary, right. which like didn't even make sense. If I remember correctly, I think that documentary was like sponsored by Xbox. I think it might've been, you know, the documentary for finding Atari cartridges. Sponsored by the Microsoft Xbox. Whoa! <laughs> we have George Starscream Loftus. Megatron! Right? It's basically <laughs> awesome. the literal worst Transformers character. I'm glad it's to see you, George. basically Cobra Commander, right? <laughs> yeah, actually. Pretty much, yeah. Same, I, I think it might be the same, the same voice actor. I think so. Didn't Starscream okay. switch sides in the one show? No, uh, Jetfire did. Ah, Starscream he betrayed Megatron, Megatron, though. Yeah, Starscream was always the. I'm gonna take down Megatron while he's not paying attention. Become the leader. Of the, no, sorry, didn't mean it, bro. Just, just chilling, just playing. But yeah, like uh, Jetfire was friends with like the the Decepticon jets before the Civil War, and then yep. he got like knocked out. He got he got frozen in ice. Yeah, six million years or whatever, and then bumped into him and was just like, "Oh, hey guys, good to see you again." And they're like, "Yeah, you know about the war, right?" Like, what war? It's like, "Oh man, these guys are jerks. You (laughs) should hang out with us." (laughs) Also, just to confirm, yes, he uh, Christopher Collins is the voice actor, and he did voice both uh, Starscream and Cobra Commander. That's That's awesome. Have you guys watched the new iteration of uh, Transformers? It's awesome. The first, the first season, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen the first season. It was super good. Yep. The only one I've ever watched is the one with the mini bots. They make the sword. Armada. The Armada. Armada. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the one I, one I ever watched. Armada is pretty good. That's the Why one on Netflix, right? No, Armada was uh like two thousand two ish, something like that. Yeah. Okay. I actually have uh, right out in that other room. I have the Transformers Armada Unicron figure. Oh, nice. oh, dude, I got that one. I got that one too. Yeah, it's I have, so awesome. I never got the the Unicron, but I do have the Primus from um, uh, Cybertron. I think was the the series that was in that trio of of shows. Yeah. So, and it's like kind of the same model. It's a really really cool figure. Yeah, same model. Doesn't have like the horns on the head or like the the spindly like angel wings. But yeah, God, yeah. man, trans- what a franchise! Love that stuff so much. The only thing I think of when you're talking about the Transformers figures is the bloodbath that was like five years ago when they were releasing the really nice Transformers figures again, and everyone was trying to get them, and it it was it was a massacre out there. Yeah. And it was it was I was just reading about like these these people with these collectors. It was like it's like the Pokemon car situation nowadays. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, is that the 4K, Elijah? Yeah. You got the touch. I, uh, ever since watching this again on 4K, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm in Transformers mood again. Dude, that movie's, that movie's, like, so good. And, like, not to, not to dunk on other stuff, but, like, the G.I. Joe movie, like, the animated G.I. Joe movie, not that great. It was really disappointing to, like, go from the Transformers movie to that and just be a little underwhelmed. We're talking about the original animated one, by the way, for audio listeners. (laughs) Do you think, um... For G.I. Joe, that was just a one-hit wonder. Like, they just can't get it right since the original cartoons. I I think the state of what G.I. Joe is based on and what it stands for has changed so much that it's hard to convey that same sentiment nowadays. 
So if you're watching the old ones, unless you have an affinity for it, you're kind of like, okay. And with the newer stuff, they have to kind of try and change it up a little bit. So at the same time, it doesn't feel like G.I. Joe. So you're also kind of like, okay. Well, that and there was that like truly awful, like mid 90s G.I. Joe reboot. That was like putrid stuff like it was. I guess in hindsight, it's like kind of an interesting art direction. Like it kind of looked like Spawn and like McFarlane esque, but it was just like such a departure from like the 80s G.I. Joe. I didn't even know that happened. I still think just to go back to the the first Transformers movie, though, I still think it's fascinating that that movie was essentially like, OK, let's kill all these Transformers so we can make new ones and sell them. See, And that's just <laughs> it. Both the Transformers movie and the G.I. Joe movie were basically hour and a half long commercials. Yeah, but it's it's pretty amazing that like the Transformers want to happen because like, all right, we've exhausted all the licenses for like these three lines of toys that we were able to combine in the U.S. for a Transformers franchise. All we have left are futuristic, but it doesn't really make sense. So that's why there's like a time like a 20 year time jump between the last episode of what season three yep. or season two and then like the movie. And then everything was in the future. Set in the like, year 2005. Like, yeah, Blur is like a hover car. You know, it's just like, yeah. well, we didn't have that back in 86. <laughs> the, the thing that really surprises me is just the cast of yeah. the Transformers movie. It's Judd really Nelson, cool. Orson Welles. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Like, this, this is a commercial. And they got yeah. those amazing actors for it. That was Orson Welles' like last. That was his very right? last performance, bro. Yeah. I like brought that up in a film class because they were talking about Orson Welles' last great movie coming out in like the sixties or whatever. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> like, no. There's a little film called Transformers. I was like, you know, I like wrote a paper. I'm like, yeah, it makes like it's fitting that like Orson Welles' last performance, he plays God. You know, <laughs> like yeah. a robot God who just eats planets for lunch. That's the cool. If you're listening and you're undecided in college, uh, you should be a film major because you can just make up whatever lies you want. You can write a paper about Transformers. Yeah. (laughs) Elijah, we got a code red. What's the code red? It dropped. What? Are you serious? Yeah. It dropped. Really? Yeah. All right. So while so while Elijah's taking a look at that, (laughs) did you guys watch the new Cobra or the new um, Snake Eyes movie? No, I heard it actually wasn't that bad, though. I enjoyed it. Now, did it completely follow the lore? Probably not, because all these new remakes don't, right? I mean, just look at the He-Man like fan base. They're like having a conniption fit over there, but yeah, they are uh, melting down. Yeah, but and I thought the new He-Man show was like good. Like I thought it was really well made. But you know what? I actually started watching the 2002 one. I don't think I don't think it's the quality that people are upset about. It's like the blatant no, no, lying. It's the, well, they, they they cut they killed what's his face off, right? Hey, hey man, <laughs> they killed yeah. Eman off. Yeah, that's not spoilers. That's like literally the first fifteen minutes of the first episode. Yeah. It's interesting though because I'm noticing parallels between like the marketing for He Man and like the marketing for uh, like the Force Awakens, right? Where it's like you think that like Finn is going to be like this badass Jedi character, and then all of a sudden it's just kind of a a, a switcheroo. I don't it, know. It didn't drop. Austin. Yeah, Austin. I was going to say, are you lying, Seth? Because it didn't drop. There's a cat behind you, Austin. What? There's a cat behind you, Austin. This podcast is a train wreck. Can I it's just say, 
Can I just say something here? It's yeah. awesome to have all five of us on this show because is. this is like the first time this has happened in like probably a year. Ever. And and that's why it's kind of a train wreck now because yeah, we're recording. <laughs> but we're also all just kind of catching up and BSing with each other. What's yeah. up, dude? It's, it's, it was it's like, a slow news week for games anyhow. It was the game of the year episode, right? Like our last episode I of think last so. year, right? Yeah. 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 There, there was there was actually people talking about I heard this morning that um there's gonna be later on this year possibly uh an announcement for um Xenoblade three. Yes. Oh yeah, I did read that. Uh there yeah. was a an interview that somebody did yeah. with a voice actress <laughs> from the first game. <laughs> and who plays Clara in Doctor Who, yes. Yeah. And she said something like, yeah, it's been like 10 years since I did it for the first game. And I know people love the second one. And th- the third one will be coming out soon. Am, am I supposed to say that? I don't know. It's whatever. And then Wait, Jenna, Jenna Coleman. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I got a photo with her at uh, San Francisco Comic Con back in nice. 2017. Wait, who? who, who, who uh, what does she do? Uh, from from Doctor, Hol- Doctor Who, like the, the impossible girl, Claire Oswald. But she also voice acts characters for Xenoblade, I think. Is she Pyra? Oh, that's cool. Is she Pyra? I don't know. I don't know. Pyra's, Pyra's got a really good voice actor. Rex, all, I'm with you. All I know <laughs> is she's in the first game. Uh, I oh, love... So it's not two. I mean, it wouldn't be this, uh, this, video, this video game podcast if we didn't bring it back to sports for a second. Uh, this past week was like NBA free agency week, where like everyone was like signing with different teams and like trades and all this stuff was happening. And a, a really popular thing that happens is like a like a fake Twitter account that's pretending to be like an actual like newsbreaker, like, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski, who's like Mr. Basketball, basically for Twitter or like uh, Shams is like the other big guy who like breaks news. But they just like release fake ones and try to get like as many like retweets as possible just with like, oh, it turns out LeBron is leaving the Lakers and going to the Celtics. <laughs> you know, it's just like bolt yeah. spit stuff like that. Sorry. Um, it's just fake stuff like that. And I like the idea that it's like happening for games now where it's just like the trailer dropped and all of it. It's like, no, it didn't drop. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. We were talking about abandoned is what Seth said dropped. It turns out it didn't drop. So no, I didn't. saw, I saw something that wasn't right. Okay. We, that's red alert. Yeah. Red alert. This, this podcast is song. chaotic and you know what it feels like to me? It feels like, um, like friends who saved you a spot in line for like the midnight launch of a game. <laughs> Or the like end this, of or the end of Lord of the Rings where all the hobbits get back together and they're dancing freely and gay just jumping and on the happily. bed. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like if those two moments could have a baby, that's what this podcast is right now. It's wonderful energy. I love it. Yeah. Yo, I miss uh midnight releases though. I I had just some incredible yeah. times. What was the last uh, what was the last midnight release everyone went to? Oh, I got this one, dude. Fallout right, four. Fallout, Fallout four. four, me too. Yes, <laughs> and you know what? I, I, dude, I, I got all my alcohol, and I got Fallout Four at midnight, and I went back and I installed Fallout Four, and the install was so long that I got drunk and passed out before I even played it. <laughs> my <Dude>. man, <laughs> it was the same for me. Without the drinking, I installed it and I played for like ten minutes, and I went to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> mine was Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. Oh, oh, that's really recent. Wow, that's cool. My last one was uh, Forza Motorsport 6 because I remember being like, ah, I'm going to go pick up Forza. And, you know, I, I grab it. It's midnight. And I'm like, it's past midnight. Let me run to Walmart. Furious 7 will be out now. 
I just ran to Walmart <laughs> quick and picked up Furious 7 right when it came out and then went home and watched Furious 7 as Forza took a couple hours to install because for some reason, installing a game from the disc on the Xbox One took yeah. eight times as long as it should have. Yeah, it was actually faster to download it. Yeah, um, you know, that's kind of a good point, though, that like midnight launches these days, like w- with the install size of games, like it's almost kind of useless. Yeah, I, think I guess unless you're out. like staying up all night long. Well, I would do it. I would do it because of data caps. Like that was my big thing. Um, yeah. One thing to also keep in mind is a lot of games now, for example, we were talking about Hades earlier. We have it pre-installed on our Xboxes. So yeah. as soon as it hits midnight, we can play. That's so cool. granted, granted, I don't deploy. Um, being that we have Game Pass, we could all install Halo, right? Yes. Oh, and, yeah. And but for me, for you know, I'll try and get the uh, the version with the uh, Steelbook case. Right. But it's not like I have to I could go ahead and probably what pre download that in three weeks and we don't even know a. A release date yet for it but you know they like to what's what's the longest you've seen where you could pre-release uh pre pre-install a game i have stalker 2 uh downloaded on my xbox series s that game comes out next april (laughs) how is that possible like is it just like is is it like a partition that they've created just on your hard drive like with no like actual data just like designated Elijah, space delete it <laughs> delete Elijah, it. what shirt is that <laughs> teen titans can you stand up so we can see it because that looks pretty cool i thought it was cowboy bebop one two three four oh nice oh, that, dude oh that is cool yeah i got it yeah, from hot topic cool. like 10 years ago you will make you just maybe kind of want to watch cowboy bebop me and my girlfriend just finished up the berserk movies hmm. um dude insanely good i have never seen a more adult anime in my whole freaking life than berserk that, i've heard they're amazing that was like shockingly adult like <laughs> I, I i was watching that i'm like this is wild <laughs> like these whoever made these are like out of control <laughs> um but it was super super refreshing i had a blast watching berserk and i was really disappointed to find out that they did the the that series really dirty with the animes and apparently, like, the anime series that comes after the three movies is, like, awful. It's 100% CGI. It's shot really bad. But there's, like, a huge gap in content that they didn't cover. Mm-hmm. And also, the series has been going on since the 80s in the manga. And the, the Oh, yeah, dude, the creator just passed away recently. He yep. just died. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, well... I found all this out after I watched these three movies, which were incredible, like, like insane experiences. So I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to dive into this. Now I'm like, well, I don't, I don't think I should dive into this because I'm just going to read 300 chapters and never know the ending. <laughs> so the awesome thing, one of the awesome things about teaching is being able to interact with the students and, you know, get to know them. So one thing about El Paso is a lot of the, the high school kids they're really into anime. So we'll get into conversations and they're surprised, right? That I'm into it. But today, my fourth period, and this is the only period I'll do it with, but I showed them one of my favorite parts growing up. So, you know, I used to watch Speed Racer when I was like four or five, right? Hell yeah. So yeah. I showed them the godfather of anime. And at first they're like laughing. And then when I showed them one of the scenes there, it was pretty intense. Everyone was just quiet watching it. 
you know? So I told him, I said, every once in a while, we'll have an anime moment if we finish our work. So I think I'll uh, show him either like G Force or Robotech next. Hey, don't don't show him Berserk. <laughs> no, no, no. no, but these are the ones that I grew up on. This is the anime that I grew up on. I was going to say, I'm trying to think of like the worst possible ones that you could show them. Well, I did tell them about. I did talk to him about um, Afro Samurai. Oh, have you guys I seen Afro Samurai? I have not. Yes, I haven't. Uh, it's Who really here? good. Who here has yes. seen Berserk? By the way, not me. Not it. No, no one, none of you have seen Berserk. I've heard, heard about it. I'm in, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a Facebook group that's all about just like collecting omnibus books, like super big, expensive yeah. comic book collections. And I'm not going to share what the name of it is because I love buying used books there, and I don't want more competition. <laughs> but um, <laughs> as soon as, as soon as the author died, like everyone was just like pouring one out basically, and they were just showing like their collection of like these beautiful like oversized bound hardcovers of, of Berserk. Oh, I've seen them; they're and, gorgeous. Yeah, and they're just talking about how like yeah, this is like a problematic story. Like weird stuff happens. Like this guy clearly has like yeah. weird opinions and issues. Um, this is still like one of the most like singular works of art I've ever seen. That it's it's just yeah. so beyond unique that it's like I can't not have this on my shelf. Dude, I thought Goblin Slayer was like the peak of graphicness that that anime could produce. And then I watched Berserk and I was like, whoa, this is a whole other level. This is almost like like too much. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Well, this um, isn't um, anime, but going back to what you said about Omnibus, uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars comic, bro, that has some really good drawn like really good art and so it's out there too the omnibus for to clone wars yeah and you want to see anakin go dark there's some good stories in there. uh dude that series is great i grabbed like uh all the trade paperbacks like you can find usually like a big bundle of all of them on ebay for like yeah like a hundred bucks for like 10 volumes 120 yeah. bucks is like a fair price um good stuff great stuff Awesome. Um, oh. No one asked me, but my last midnight launch. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my last two what was your midnight last? launches. Uh, my last two midnight launches. Um, in 2011, it was Skyrim. I was so excited for Skyrim. I'd Ooh, never played yeah. an Elder Scrolls before, and I remember like grabbing again. it and going to a bar and like talking to some girl and she's like so what are you doing later i was like well actually and i like pull the game like out of my jack i'm like i was gonna go home i've never played this game before it seems cool and i like opened up the case i'm like oh there's a map uh sorry Austin, <laughs> but oh. then i was just like looking at the map like at the bar and like all my friends were like i don't know this person like i don't want to i don't even want to pretend to to care about this that's guy. awesome who cares and then I went home and played it, and it was the PlayStation 3 version, so I hated, nice. I hated it. Um, so all your dragons yeah, flew right. backwards, and you couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> it's like, oh, I stole, a, I stole a slice of bread eight hours ago, so of course my game save ate itself. Um, and then the last midnight launch was technically not a midnight launch, but like uh, games in California are released at 9, 9 p.m. Yeah, yep. I still would consider that. And so I, I got did Skyrim the, uh, Special Edition. <laughs> For what? <laughs> For what nice. system? PS4, George. it ran great. Got, got the Platinum okay, PS4, good. ran good. Now, the PS3, the original on the PS3, didn't that have a lot of bugs? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's, that's like, what he was talking about, the bread. I guess that's all of them. Yeah. But I did go to the, uh, I did get my Switch at the midnight launch. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this is actually an interesting story. I saved my PS3 Skyrim file. 
and was able to move it to my PC with a registry editor. Oh. Yeah, nice. because I had played my PS... Because basically the problem with the PS3 Skyrim was that if you played too much and like left certain doors open and whatnot, the, the game keeps all that memory, all that data in its memory. And the PS3's uh, 50% cut uh, storage space for game memory wasn't able to handle that. So the game would run progressively worse as you played through it. And um, yeah, mine started running bad. So I looked up the the process and I, because PS3 allowed you to move your save files to a USB drive right. and you can plug them right into your, your uh, PC and look at them. And I, there, there's a, there was a whole guide on how to like edit your save file from the PS3 and then copied it over to my PC and it, it ran great. I used it for years. That's wow. amazing. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I talked about this with Elijah on our like trophy episode, but like part of me wants to like boot up my PS3 copy of Skyrim and just go like one trophy at a time. Like, all right, here I'm going to go for like the main quest and I'm not going to do anything except for the main quest and get those trophies and then like restart a game and then be like, okay, I'm going to get all the thieves guild trophies. Just going to go, <laughs> just going to run for those and restart a game. Just cause like that platinum is just like, it's, it's Man. eating at me that I don't have it. Cause I love that's that game be, so incredibly much. That's gotta be a really rare platinum, right? I mean, cause that game had such bad issues that everyone would run into yeah, given you played long enough. Uh, Dr. Dr. Loco is on the case. My favorite thing about Skyrim was all of the awesome videos they would do on YouTube, right? Back in like, what, 2012 or whatever. And it showed all of the different mods that you could do. You know, and you find those Star Wars mods where it has the Death Star or, you know, just whatever. Um, people the got creative with, with their content that they would make. Regardless the ridiculous of funny ones are my favorite. Oh, yeah, like the Thomas the Tank Engine and... <laughs> I didn't use YouTube back then for anything besides music videos, really. Like, it'd be, like, music videos and, like, how to change a shower head. Like, if I needed, like, plumber's tape or not. You know, just stuff like that. Right. Um, was that the golden age of, of YouTube content, you think? Yeah. 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 Everyone talks about it so because, fondly, but I, I just wasn't plugged right, in. Because at the time, the really good people that started to earn money from it, they were buying, like, 720p capture cards right where everybody else was doing standard def so when you'd see that 720 like video it was new you know you're like man that's awesome well, so like i think a lot of this is an interesting that's an interesting it's interesting ah, why can't i talk that was an interesting question because i think it's making me think i think a lot of content quality goes down once you introduce a large amount of money because back then Almost nobody was making a lot of money on YouTube. There was a few people, but almost nobody was. So people really did it. People made videos. Yeah, just to make you laugh. And like that's what that Skyrim like Macho Man Randy Savage mod was, right? Like you just you just go into the that, that starter town and then distance you just hear, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, oh no, what's happening? And then when he breathes, snap into a slim jam. Then breathes out the fire. And it's like that is that is some top tier comedy. Dude, it didn't like I don't know. Back then that that's all it was, was was comedy. And then a few years later people started making a whole bunch of money and then of course the apocalypse happened. Well it's interesting because that like that sounds like like a meme factory mm -hmm. almost you know like like it was just like okay this content is designed to be bite-sized 
like just you memorize like a line almost yeah. you know like it, it feels more just like a quick joke as opposed to like i've been sucked into youtube recently where like i've been obsessed with like just you know 20 minute long video essays talking about cosmic nihilism as it's portrayed in rick and morty you know like that's like the kind of stuff i watch now to like fall asleep um and so it's, really it, it is interesting to fall that, asleep like, too yeah, God, I just had the worst dreams. Um, and so it is interesting that everyone's like, oh, the golden age of, of YouTube is like, uh, yeah, it's back when it was just like super simple memes, basically, just like speeding like mimetically, like the, the actual like definition of the word. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Elijah, what do you have to say? <laughs> so uh, I looked it up. The platinum percentage for Skyrim on PS3 is 10.72%. Wow, that's high. That's much higher than I expected. But I think... At the time, if you had a PS3, whether it ran great or not, and the answer is not, if that was the console you were playing on and you were playing Skyrim, you were playing. You're, you're, you're going to make it work. Yeah. yeah. Life uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> Speaking so of life 20, finding... Oh, no, in 2028, ahead. when the next uh, Elder Scrolls comes out, are you, I mean, like, are you guys going to play it? I mean, is that, some, is that a, a game that oh, you'll be on Game Pass, excited? so I'll play it. Yeah, oh, ab- absolutely. That's the thing. Like, I I love trophies and stuff, dude. I play every Halo game every year. You know, like I'll play through all the Halos. Like every two years, I'll play through all the Gears of War games. Like I, it, I love the trophy ecosystem. But like, dude, a good game's a good game, and Microsoft yep. is shepherding a lot of good. Games. I just think people need to set their expectations for the Elder Scrolls and Starfield because. I'm telling you guys right now, marketing your calendars is a cess like us prediction. When Starfield comes out, it's going to be super controversial because Bethesda has not evolved at the same pace that other developers have evolved at. The Bethesda still makes their games like Skyrim, all right? Like that, that's, a, that's about as far as their engine ever got. It's because they're still using an engine from the 90s called Gamebrio and they keep innovating on top of it. Or not innovating, um, incrementally like adding things on top of it. And that engine is just not made to handle things like this. No, it's, it's a late nineties engine that refused to yeah. die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the reason things like fallout 76 had so many issues because they, they, they pushed that to the, like it's breaking point and Bethesda. I just think has a certain, I don't know, like quirkiness to them. And everyone has so much history with them. They love them so much that they refuse to like acknowledge the fact that these guys are living in a, in a different era in, in the past. Because if Skyrim came out today, it wouldn't it wouldn't fly, right? No, yeah. No. But it came it came out back then. And everyone was like, "Ah, it's fine. It's just part of their quirkiness." And then Fallout Four came out, and everyone was like, "Yeah, the game the, the bugs are part of the quirkiness." And then, yeah, like, but I also, I, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things, like, you defend movies the same way, right? Like, oh man, you couldn't make Wedding Crashers today, but man, when it came out, that movie was pretty funny. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's, it's such a tough thing to argue, uh, especially because, like, this is not just like aesthetics. Like, it's not them choosing to build a game this way because they think a game should be this way. It's because they don't have any other choice because that's how outdated their engine is. You know, like, that's. I don't know. They, that's that's the difference. They've had plenty uh, like of time it. and financials to to fix it, though. I mean, The Witcher Three came out not that long after Fallout Four, right? Or was it before Fallout? Oh, 4? for sure. 
Yeah, it was before Fallout 4, and it, it made... Witcher 3 set a new standard for open-world games that, you know, like, yeah. obviously Ubisoft saw and, and started copying and whatnot. There is a different standard for open-world games now than there was when Fallout 4 and Skyrim came out. And I, 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 Ten years ago. Skyrim came out ten years ago. Yeah, I know. But Fallout... It's ridiculous that there hasn't been a sequel and that they've, by all imagination, just, like, refused to... I, I guess like acknowledge like where where the genre has gone, where the industry has gone. Like that that I, I think you're hitting so many nails on the head. Like it's just insane to me that like I I agree with you. I think I think whatever it's called is going to be so bizarre when it comes yeah, out. Starfield because we're gonna be thank you because uh, sorry I'm tired. I've been like moving fine, for like buddy. the past like six days. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Your brain hasn't moved yet. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I think you're right. I think it's going to be like, oh man, it's really great to see like a Bethesda game, but then everyone's going to remember like, oh, Bethesda games. Man. Why has like, my game crashed three times? <laughs> They're going to be yeah. oh, well, that's Bethesda that made it. Okay. It's going to make Cyberpunk. It's just not going to be that bad. No. I, Microsoft won't well, let it no, be that but, bad. But it's just like the Outer Worlds came out and just like completely out Bethesda. Bethesda. You that know? was such a middle finger to Bethesda too. It was perfect, yeah. And then, like, I'm actually, I'm more excited for whatever, like, their fantasy game is. Oh, yeah, dude, that looks awesome. Like, we just got, like, a little snippet at uh, the Xbox Showcase uh, two years ago, a year ago? I can't remember. Last uh, year. Time means nothing last anymore. Year, yeah. That was last year. But on that note, fellas, I think it's time we wrap up. You can follow us on Twitter. Seth is at Seth the 90s Kid. Don't follow him. Nope. George is at GB Loftus. Don't follow him. Austin is at Don't Austin Austin J Eller. You can follow him. You can follow me. Call me. Coach is at Frame Skip Pod, and Don't he's telling him. you not to follow him. <laughs> I, I am, don't really post anymore. So. I am at Loco Lizard Man. You can follow me. You can catch the podcast on any podcatcher of your choice. And if you have any questions, send them to was it Frame Skip dot Bitly. Bit- Bit, bit, send, it, no, send it to framescippod at twitter <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> because there you go. that's probably our best option of seeing it Un- we have a p.o box you can <laughs> snail mail your question in yeah and uh address it uh, if you send it into at framescippod address it uh as yo teach <laughs> yes. uh, it's, it's, it's coach's primary primary twitter account so just no uh perfect. I, I like to think of us no with, the PO box, with the p.o box and we get a question it's just so we know the witcher 3 is about to release and <laughs> we will only accept p.o box inquiries on a scroll written in blood with a wax yeah. seal that is it <laughs> The, the right, scroll so, has to be human skin. By the way. Yeah, human skin. <laughs> I'm with I'm with Seth. Like if you if you want to do it, you gotta commit. <laughs> All right, well, on horseback. Go good, big or go home. Good thing I know where to find the human skin scrolls. <laughs> but thanks, everyone. We shall return next week. And uh, fellas, anything you want to say before we leave? One shall stand, one shall fall, Elijah. That's all I'm going to say, buddy. Let's get out of here. Resident Evil 4 sucks. Megaton! The Autobots! They're here! Okay, that was actually just purely Cobra Command. (laughs) (laughs) I lost it. (laughs) I lost it. Thanks, everybody. And good night, listener. Good night.